0: Hello and welcome to the Geeky Broomy bonus Black Panther podcast. I'm your host Ryan Parrish. Joining me today to talk Black Panther will be Philip Ellis, freelance writer extraordinaire. Hello. And Keith Bloomfield, the ultimate comics expert. I was wondering how you were going to beat Phil's introduction then. (laughs) And you did okay. (laughs) And helping us in the studio and production. Lovely, Mr. Callan Daines, who's not seen the film, so he's just going to have to enjoy this spoilerific version of I'm what just we're being go shamed through. here. Just cover your ears. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably the only person left in the Western world who's not seen this movie yet. It, it, oh, you're the one.
1: It, <laughs> i really want to see the movie as well. It's just, I've been. I've just had the busiest two weeks, and it's just been like. Ugh.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, th- I think it's reached the point now where there are so many GIFs of it out on the internet that you pre- you can pretty much see it the entirety form, yeah. of the film. In yeah. GIF
0: form, yeah. 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 But um, we thought, we usually do 10-15 minutes per segment on the show because the nature of the show, the way we do it, we try and give you a range of features every week. But we thought this, this film needs a bit more of our time rather than our usual quick review. I mean, you can listen to our normal review on the normal podcast, which you can find at multiple podcasting services and you're probably already subscribed anyway because you're listening to this show but if you're not, please do like, subscribe, share tell all your friends about it but we thought Black Panther, it's a film that needs a little bit longer so we thought we would give you a little bit of a bonus this week and a little bit of extra content so Black Panther it is pretty much already the biggest solo Marvel movie that's ever come out I think it's just reached over $700 million in the box office so it's already made back its £200 million budget three times over and we're not even into the doldrums of the release period now. And Phil and Keith, what were your initial impressions after leaving the cinema? <laughs> I was stunned, to be honest. Um,
3: yeah. I kind of went in with kind of fairly high expectations. Um it had been talked up really uh since the premieres, a lot of people were talking about how, just how kind of different and how significant it was to a shift in the thinking of of what marvel were doing with its films and its characterization um but i came away from it just kind of blown away in terms of that they actually achieved what they set out for you know i t- heard ryan coogler talking about kind of what he was bringing to it and that kind of uh, mix of his uh, upbringing and kind of things that he'd heard about um kind of um the african aspects of yeah all of that kind of stuff and he pulled it together into a uh, a film that that works on multiple multiple levels uh, I mean on the, the regular show I'd kind of said about how I thought it was a uh, a film about things first and, and a superhero movie second uh, and that really was the thing that I came away from it and the, what characters were saying that what they said in in some in some ways more than their actions were the, the the things that i took away the kind of the, the things that the characters were saying to each other and the significance and the weight of of what they were saying uh, as you know as as opposed to the actions like yeah. the superhero movies usually about the, the actions its force it's, it, its it's fights but this was about a lot of the quiet moments where characters are
0: talking to each other i mean superhero movies we used to be in visual content now it's explosions it's fast paced there's hundreds of things going on on the screen at any one time you're not really paying attention you're just taking in the visual aspect of it and i think this movie flips out on the head as more it's more of a story which is set in a superhero universe rather than actually being a superhero movie i think the way to describe it is this is probably the first marvel universe which has marvel characters but isn't a traditional marvel movie we've had 18 marvel movies now 18 have come out and this is the first one that felt distinct even though it sits inside the MCU, it feels distinct and it feels like its own world a little bit. Well, I mean, it literally is its own world. Well, well, I think that's
2: maybe why it works so well is because we've never seen Wakanda before and so immediately it feels like a different kind of you know movie. It's sort of it's, it's touched on this in the Thor movies with Asgard, but it sort of just makes Asgard look
0: really boring in comparison. Well, like, if, it's yes. so visually rich. Um, Even the cosmic universe. If we look at the Guardians of the Galaxy's movies, that still is firmly tied into that Marvel look and feel of it. This feels like it's actually been thought of as a separate movie.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, and one of the one of the really really wonderful things about it is the creative team that brought the film together that basically designed Wakanda and, and built Wakanda. Um, it's all inspired by um lots and lots of different aspects of the african diaspora um so so cultural and aesthetic elements from all over the, the African continent and um the Caribbean um were sort of pulled together to create this like really cohesive world and it felt like a real place. it felt yeah. like you could get on a plane and fly there um which I absolutely loved and um i I think what what you were saying keith you know ryan kugler um the way that he makes his film work is he he takes this you know sort of fictional landscape but then he ties it into the real world i mean he the previous two films that he's uh, made fruitvale station and uh, creed both very very grounded um but he, and so he sort of managed to combine that kind of i mean i hate to say the word but almost like gritty um storytelling style with the sort of incredibly outlandish larger than life marvel style but make it work and um, that's partially because of his muse, Michael B. Jordan, who just brings so much to his part. But it's also just every character in it feels like a real person. And it, they and it, they, it's it's the most fleshed out any characters have been in all of Marvel. It gives it gives the characters room to breathe. Um, it gives you time to get to know them. And like, like Keith was saying, you know, um, just scenes where people are hanging standing around talking are the most compelling. Yeah. Even though as with any other film, it's incredibly visually stunning but in a different way it's not buildings falling down it's not massive explosions it's rhinos in armor charging across the, the, the screen the belts, basically, <laughs> yeah. it's it's um yeah and I, I i was i was absolutely blown away too um the pressure on it was so high uh, my expectations were it was so so high and it just yeah it blew them out of the water
0: i mean this is a film marvel's been plotting for a long time so back in 1992 there was a ritual plan to do the movie with wesley snipes as black panther as t'challa and I'm actually really glad that film never happened, because I think Wesley's in Blade, which is actually still a Marvel property, that's actually a really good... You forget
2: th- that Blade is a, is a, is yeah. a comic book It's movie. a comic yeah. book,
0: yeah. And the first Blade film is a really good film. We'll not talk about the other two as much, but the first Blade film felt really good comic book movie. and It was very dark 90s comic book, yeah. I was going to say, but it's, it is of its time completely. And now you've got Black Panther, which is well-rounded, and it suits more of the culture of now where it's, it's more inclusive, it feels a lot more like it's it's for the generation. It's, it's, it could it's, not have come out at a more like relevant time, time.
2: Yeah. absolutely. Um, and I think that's where all of the film's strengths are. It's this sort of celebration of black excellent and incredible female characters.
3: Mm-hmm. I think it's what Marvel have done so well throughout. I mean, you talk to the, uh, the fact that we've got 18 Marvel Universe yeah. films, and I think... It's, it's how Marvel have constructed their films. I don't think they've gone at them. You talk you talk about things like Blade yeah. and perhaps the early Fox X-Men. The Nine they Nine are very... F- the
0: non-Fantastic found Four movie. Yeah. Yeah. They're,
3: they're very traditional comic book movies. Yeah. They're, they're films of the comic book but stripped away from what really makes them work. And what Marvel's cinematic universe has done has gone, right, okay, these are comic book movies and will be as true to the characters that we yeah. have in the comics. But they've kind of not made a comic book movie it's really difficult to explain it's like they've made films
1: that, in, are, that just yeah.
3: star these characters and i think one of the things that really comes to the light in in black panther but we've seen it in all of the well, films really is, touched is on it with
0: Ant man is a heist movie just in a marvel yeah. universe
3: but also they they're more they're they're more interested in the character than the superhero i mean at many many points during black panther we are seeing and hearing t'challa talk well, it's rare that he actually goes into the costume and the costume is, is actually kind of shared out amongst a few yeah. other characters and we see a little bit of that with, with Thor Thor is Thor he's just him yeah Steve Rogers when, when they're talking about Captain well, America you
0: get three Black Panthers in this movie you get Tachanka Back in when they cut back to the nineties, you get to Charla himself who doesn't really wear it. You get two scenes really with Charla, which is like the two big well, action scenes. Three scenes because yeah. you've got the rescue where he brings back Lupita Nyong'o, which was not really a rescue at all. You've got the other oh, Korean, the chase Korean chase, scene, and, then in the Seoul, scene, and then the and then the finale scene. So he only gets suited up three times, and then you have Kilgore as well in the suit at the end. So it's basically Panther versus Panther, but and there's a third suit which i yes. think we know who that's going to <laughs> yes but it was great to see that as well though it's it's kind of it's not relying just on the superhero so if you go back and watch iron man or iron man 2 or even iron man 3 now it is all about iron man you don't get much tony stark in it it's all about when's he going to suit up how is he going to suit or what's the suit look like how it's, many toys are we going to sell what yeah what new version of the suit has he got what what tricks has he got of his sleeve this time And even Captain America, who you think would just have the same suit all the way through, has a different design in every movie he's been in.
3: Mm -hmm. Well, the beauty for me about the Captain America films is that it's Steve Rogers' story. He's he's Captain America second to being Steve Rogers, which is why it works in things like uh, Winter Soldier and And Civil Civil War. he, He literally gives up that title in yeah. terms of pursuing what he believes as Steve Rogers. And you used to get that set up in the first Avenger, is that he will stand up to a bully. And yeah. it's like, you can knock me down as many times as possible. And I think that's where characters like T'Challa as well really yeah. work, is that you believe in them as people. And their strength doesn't come from their super ability. It comes from their innate decency and wanting to do the right thing, which is which is beautifully, beautifully turned upon its head in in this film where you have Eric Killmonger who is coming from a very similar starting point yeah. as T'Challa but because he's the come from of the, of the western yeah. side he's seen you know whereas T'Challa's lived in a protected um, lived in environment a
0: bubble. the Wakanda is a bubble if yeah. you think about it it is completely disconnected from the rest of Africa it's disconnected from the rest of the world and T'Chaka going to the UN in civil war is pretty much their first appearance that's been in society for a very long time is them coming out for these peace accords and you get that signalled at the end of the movie with the UN scene where T'Challa comes back and says Wakanda now wants to, uh, wants to be involved in world politics and they get the well what are you going to bring to the table here mm. Mm. and then you just get that wry little smile from T'Challa at the end and that's how the film ends and it's a brilliant way to do it but it is in its bubble and I think that's and uh, Kilgore coming into the film breaks this bubble because he's a member of the royal family. Uh he can prove that. He he's part of the royal family and it's that breakage of we can't just be hidden away from the world anymore. With our, our impacts and our actions, chanka's impact uh, action of leaving him there has had such a, a devastating effect on the world because if if you hear when we're talking um Martin Freeman's character tells about Killwall's backstory He's been assassinating presidents, he's been disrupting countries for years, he's basically like this black ops specialist. And that's never dealt with in the film as such, but you can see T'Challa's realisation when that gets told to him is we do have an effect on the outside of the world, even though we're pretending to be in the background. And
2: I like that um, Lupita's character Nakia, sort of, she embodies that view from the start as well, saying we have all these resources, we have all this... That we can share, yeah. And if we stand by and be isolationists and do nothing, then then what does that make us? Even worse than the colonists, that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, I mean, the the whole yeah. um, idea of Wakanda as you know, this is Africa without colon, you know, colonialism. Um, I, I love the sort of um, thriving potential that it shows. You know, that uh, if you, you've got a character like Shuri who has never, she's grown up without ever experiencing racism, without ever experiencing misogyny, it's a bit like. Um, yeah. You know Themyscira in Wonder Woman, where it's just yep. this sort of paradise that's never had patriarchy, and um, and you see this this girl who has grown up to really you know live and embody her entire potential and be this kind of com- like completely amazing character because she's not had those limitations placed on
0: on her. But then she goes out into the outside world. Exactly, and she experiences... wants and she wants to share her yeah.
2: technology. She wants to to help. You know. She, I, I love that she's kind of the Q character, yeah. but then you see her, you know, sort of whooping ass at the end by the end of the film as well. She, yeah. it's, I mean, yeah, we'll, we we'll, I'm sure we'll get onto Shuri later because I, I have so much to say about her. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, the whole and, and and that's not so this whole conversation is something that you would never expect from uh, any other Marvel tentpole movie. No. A conversation about you know political iso- isolationism, colonialism, slavery. So There's such big ideas and they're such serious ideas that you know. You would think can a superhero film do them justice but I really think it does
0: it's done deftly and this is the best thing I'd say about this film that Ron Cooper's built it's done with heart with care and it's been done very deftly they could have just gone in with the complete hammer of all white people are bad or gone that kind of that full 90's black movie era of how basically it's the end of the world because black people have always been Prejudice against, destroyed, racism is institutionalized, and there's nowhere they can get out. But it was done very carefully with uh, Kilgore's story, which is Kilmunger as a character has experienced that. We've got 1992's projects in LA, which is where we start the story off, and he's yeah. fatherless. And he's about to bring himself up through that period in time. And you can imagine what that kind of feel was in the early 90s. I mean, we've seen documentaries. We know what happened with the Rodney King beatings. And they kind of touch around it. But they say about this is pretty much an awful time for black people in America. I I did quite
3: like the fact that he actually starts it off in Oakland. Yeah. Rather than kind of like the more traditional New York York or or whatever it is. But again, that's because that's where Ryan yeah grew up. So he knows... Yeah, that that part of, of of the city, and he knows the kind of history of uh, how uh, people m- moved across the country to escape yeah. persecution or whatever it is, and kind of settled and 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 grew up and, and built communities in 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 LA and Oakland in particular. Um, but it's, it's the deafness
0: that it, it, it yeah. handles the themes; it doesn't shy away from them. Um, I mean, the thing with Tchonka's brother when you see all the guns that he's hidden in his room, and he's basically he's trying to do this subversive underground war which is he he which is where kilmonger gets his f- feelings from and his thoughts from its fight against oppression with guns whereas trying like to from trying fight fight against uh, oppression through d- diplomacy
2: yeah fight fight oppression by becoming the oppressor is yeah. basically his his yeah. well yeah
0: i mean that's the that's
3: the thing with kilgore he's literally he's he's taken an imperialistic yeah standpoint in terms of this is this is we how I, I, I do it that, yeah, you? yeah you you have to rule and oppress in order to yeah. to, to to be in charge and i think that's that's the that's the beauty of, of their dynamic between those two two characters.
0: They've got the same end goal, but yeah, and their repro- the approach methods, is approaches two yeah.
3: different methods, and the one is quite clearly not good. I mean, yeah. the the strikingness of uh, I mean, you know, it's it's a great excuse for Michael B. Jordan to disrobe again uh, in the film, but <laughs> when you see those scars that signify all yeah. the all the people that he's that he's killed, yeah, in his. Um, He's basically done like the approach to get war, the, yeah, war dog thing. And, and I, I liked it as well because it's, it, it ties very much. Everything ties into traditional yeah. uh, aspects of, of African culture—the kind of scars and marking the body and all yeah. of that kind of stuff. And it's it's beautifully done. It's just handled in such a way that doesn't seem. Trivial doesn't seem kind of like we're just going to exploit it because, you know, when people yeah. think of Africa, they think of colour, they think of, yeah. um, you know, ceremony and celebrations. But it's done in such a way that just feels completely natural, completely part of, um, unreal, and the fact that all the characters talk with, you know, African accents of one description or another. Yeah. And and kind of the fact that um, Ulysses Claw is, is South African, yeah. so speaks in a kind of Afrikaans accent and stuff. Yeah. And I think, you know, Andy Serkis. We haven't really talked about Andy Serkis, but in this this film, Andy Serkis has has, has you know done the best work he's ever done. I think yeah. in terms of making Ulysses a, a yeah. villain who is a villain with a motive, uh, but uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know he's he's exploiting things um, and like a relatively low stakes dirtbag villain, yeah. which he, it's easy to enjoy him for well, the period
2: that he's on screen.
0: Well, I think he embodied the imperialistness. Of, like, looking, if if you look back to the Victorian era, we'll just come over here and we'll take it, which is what he wants to do with the vibranium. And that's that is just he is the atypical colonist. I'll come in, I'll take what I want, and I'll go. And that's what his character embodies. And the museum scene at the beginning, which is just brilliant
2: as well for basically having that same message yeah. in, and, and getting it across so quickly and effectively
0: well it's you got kill um killmonger scene where he's basically saying Oh so how did you get this item exactly to, yeah. to the museum <laughs> just, i would watch a whole film of him yeah. just walking around museums talking about how white people got history wrong and <laughs> yeah. um you know this is this is stolen well, this, this is the other thing history is always written by the victors yeah it's it's a very old saying it's a very old adage but it's true
1: yeah,
3: and it, it it applies very particularly to to Killmonger as a character because yeah. it wouldn't take if he did, if he had have killed yeah. T'Challa at the end and taken over as as leader of Wakanda it wouldn't yeah. have taken much to twist his story uh, backstory or, to, yeah. to to make it a very legitimate and very acceptable uh, approach to how he was going to rule yeah uh, and and take again, take that for, take that on into the, the wider world
0: but again you get the forest Witch to get exposition which explains why. To brother died, and where Kilmer comes from, but that is again twisted history because T'Chanka never told T'Challa what happened to his uncle. He just he disappeared one day.
3: It's very, it's very much that kind of sins of the father yeah. type of um, of storyline, which yeah. which works really well in this film.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I, no, I I I quite enjoyed um, that you learned that his predecessor is you know sort of has got this dark dark secret. Um, and again, one of the thing that the parallels with um, Thor Ragnarok for me was. The decision, you know, Odin.
0: Exactly. Like I, I,
2: I need to let go of my father's legacy. I need to sort of, you know, and and in the Last Jedi as well, it's let all like let this tradition (laughs) die and forge our own new way forward.
3: I'm so pleased that you've picked up on that. That same thematic. Elements that are Let in the past, die kill it if you yeah. have to. Because <laughs> it's quite, it, it, it's really strange that the past three kind of you know people talk about these they're, being Disney movies. Yeah, they are Disney movies. Yeah, they're Disney movies. And Thor Ragnarok has a, a very similar uh, kind of character arc for Thor. This yeah. kind of idea, this loss. Of a father figure and kind of trying to work things out and how, how to move forwards and get over the well, past, the sins of the father we've again. We have
0: that across three films though, because mm. we have it in the first one with Loki and the Ice Giants and where he learns out that Laufe is his true father. We have it in the second movie with the Dark World and the fight against the elves and did, was Thor wrong to stop and do what he did then? Uh, I'm sorry, Odin to do that. And then we have the third film with Hela, where it's pretty much, again, Odin's messed up somehow in the background and not told anybody about it and just hidden stuff in the back. In the, and it's kind of you get that condensed in the first 10 minutes of Black Panther
2: I I think that there's an economy of language and story in Black Panther that works better than any of the other Marvel films the fact that his introduction was in Civil War so that's out of the way we don't have to waste the first hour of the film on an origin story we have that beautiful we're all bored of origin stories
0: now we've had it time after time after time
2: we have the beautiful opening sequence which gives you the mythology of the black panther this is where his power comes from right okay here's the story to start now and it just drops you straight in and it gives the audience that credit to be like right just
0: keep up yeah Uh, shall we go into the characters a bit (laughs) (laughs) we've kind of just gone on about everything else around the film um chadwick boseman great Solid performance. I won't say stellar performance. It's it's a great, solid performance. And and here's the thing: I want to know how he managed to grow a beard in a week, (laughs) 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 because that is some good beard growth. (laughs) Um, But all you want really from
2: the from T'Challa is a good solid performance, because really the movie there's a great deal of the movie he's not in. You know, he disappears for the for the second act. Yeah, and you get this then amazing supporting cast of women who step forward and, and and really obviously. This is—they're the ones that everyone's talking about. You've got Danai Nigu- uh mm-hmm. Guerrera, yeah. Lupita Nyong'o, and Leticia Wright. They're this sort yeah. of trinity of. I mean, like, even
0: i including that one. She, oh, she didn't have much screen time, I, but I, she owned every bit really, of screen time. I
2: really, I really feel like she's got some amazing deleted scenes that we're going to yeah. see when the Blu-ray comes out. Yeah, but yeah, she—I mean, her presence alone is sublime yeah. because she is she's a legend. Um, yeah, so I, I just, I, I love that. You could kind of almost pluck T'Challa out of the story, and it would still be a compelling film about this nation, because because the supporting cast is so fleshed out, and again, it's done better than any other Marvel film.
0: I think the way to describe Chadwick Boseman, he is the audience's entry into the film he is your typical he's the harry potter he's, he's the Buffy, he's, yeah. he's he's your reliable dependable character you know exactly what's going to do so you can take your attention off him and, and relish enjoy, and enjoy the side characters
2: yeah enjoy the people who don't have the pressure of being the hero yeah um and so they can just actually be really entertaining and, and fun to watch yeah which is exactly what Shuri is
0: michael b jordan um he's fantastic i think he actually deserves an oscar for this so he's the first one of the first villains for a very long time where I've actually wanted to champion him. He is well I mean
2: again as villains go his motivation is so understandable. It's it's yeah. it's really um a sort of Xavier Magneto dynamic where they you you you, yeah. you you can absolutely see they're, where they're coming from. They're both trying from. to reach the same goal yeah. but
0: through different methods um, and that's what you do get with that uh, savior magneto dynamic.
2: It's it's the same with, you know, the with the just with the way the action and the climax unfolds in the film, you know, with the other Marvel films it's entire cities getting destroyed, it's these sort of, you know, larger than life aliens that you can't really relate to whereas yeah. the hero and the antagonist in this story are both so so human I that it they're just
0: yeah Michael B. John's character is summed up in his final lines in the movie. The,
2: those final lines, I would say, are instantly as iconic as the tears in rain speech from Blade yeah. Runner. They because are, you've got are got they that, are so
0: powerful. Well, you have got that scene where Chadwick Roseman lifts him in his arms and carries him out, and you can see, you can feel the empathy that um, T'Challa has for Killmonger. It's like I want you to be my brother. I, 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 I've, I've missed this kind of thing. You like you could see him thinking in his head. This is the it's, cousin it's I a, should have always had. Yeah, and and and, and his, his recon- father basically yeah. um, just completely. Let and he him wants down. to reconcile. He wants yeah. he wants to basically bring him back into the family. He can feel like he wants him to be able to live that Wakandan lifestyle and become that. And Kilmonger rejects it all completely. Yeah. From his point of view, it's like, why would I want to survive when I'll just be put in bondage? Throw me into the sea, like he would have done my ancestors. Oh yeah, it's just that that ending was. Um, but he finally got to see his Wakandan sunset. The- it's it was world. just,
2: and, and that's it. How how often is it that you see a film
0: where it's sad
2: when the bad guy dies? Yeah, it was it was no, it was beautiful.
0: And I think he acted per- perfection in every scene he was in. Uh, even he even bit- had like the humor. Hey, yeah. Auntie, it's just like that. <laughs> those two words were just so good. What the bit with when he kills Cole in the movie? And he just yeah. sacrifices. Yeah, you him. think you you know. <laughs> don't don't forget, like, he also look, shoots his girlfriend. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He just <laughs> sacrifices her completely to get to his end goal yeah. because he's that driven, he's that determined, and that's what he wants to do. But it's kind of like I do not care about anything else but getting to Wakanda at this point. Yeah, But well, I mean, I,
3: it's, I think it's 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 come out of the relationship that him and Ryan Coogler have had over the past three films because yeah. he's been pretty much the lead. Yeah, uh, in, in both of, of um, Ryan's previous two movies, and I think they just bring that. Uh, natural, it's, it's that the thing that's the thing about most of of all the performances. is they're just so nuanced, just yeah. little side looks or kind of little kind Even of um, little Duke's things. Performance which is not nuanced
0: in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> oh, but oh, but what, he comes across what presence. so well and again, so funny and I mean, so good. The whole scene where you've got uh Chadwick Rowan's brought back from the death and he comes into the he comes into basically his version of the throne room when he's there and he's like, You're the first king of Wakanda to come here in centuries and it's kind of like we're still your people and it's kind of like you get a replication of that whole colonialisation yeah. and them breaking away and them going to live their own life. It's like isolation within isolation here and it's yeah. like you can understand that he needs to reconcile with his own people first before he can reconcile yeah. with the rest of the world.
3: And there's little beats in there that are kind of uh, echoing things that have happened yeah. between characters in the comics history as well which yeah. is quite quite interesting that whole kind of like we don't get to see a lot about that kind of fifth tribe of of Wakanda yeah. as well which has which has quite a lot of um impact on yeah. the, the comics version of, of the story but they just they just pull it all together in such a way that makes great sense i mean you know um, the whole kind of armored rhinos and yeah. all the all the, the rest the of respect it in the end that they just, treat the
0: source material as well yeah. because they it's the most deft comic book we've ever seen because you've got the brilliance of the characters and bringing in the modern culture yet at the same time they've respected the source material as much as they possibly can with the films I mean looking at Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 let's just change who Star-Lord's dad is because it will make sense for one film even though it didn't really work that well I think that's ego being Star-Lord's dad is the worst part of that movie because it just makes no logical sense in any way to the plot and it just would shove ego in whereas if they'd stuck close to the part ringing through Jason of Sparta I think that would have built better for the later movies but here they've kept it as close to the source material as they can physically get away with and make a good movie at the same time I mean I really want to see the original four hour cut of this film Oh me too absolutely me too. I I mean yeah so
2: it's it's an a uh, a 2 hours and ten two and minutes a miss, yeah. yeah. Um and I I wanted more. I wanted more uh I, I you know even with the post credit scenes I I wanted more. Well that's the only
0: bit where we refer back to the MCU and I enjoyed that they didn't ring Steve Rogers into this because that would have ruined the movie by ringing Captain America in.
2: Oh for sure and again with um I mean spoiler 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 but um
0: Bucky as I, was, as I was walking
2: out the cinema I was like oh so Bucky was in Wakanda the entire time like he could have maybe come in handy but yeah. we did he wasn't necessary and and also just on a thematic level yeah. um, that character you know didn't well, need to be no. there so well yeah.
0: we didn't well, Steve Rogers probably being away being a nomad at some point he's probably knitting his black and yellow cape as we speak <laughs> <laughs> but it, it felt like they could have shoehorned him but they've resisted that i'm temptation. so glad they didn't i mean the, yeah.
2: with martin freeman's character he didn't really really need to be there yeah. he had a likeable enough little arc i mean well I, if you I... think
0: about where this movie set it's pretty much bang on straight after civil war it's his first time coming home after the explosion that's right yeah so it, in the arc we've had no time of this and steve rogers would normally be flopping around in the background
2: But I'm glad that, that, yeah, that Captain America wasn't there to draw focus, that it was all on the
0: the royal family, essentially. Yeah. Um, shall, Shall we swap to the ladies now? Yes, please. I mean, <laughs> Daniel Kaluuya, even though he's brilliant in the film, doesn't get enough screen time. I need to say that. Well,
2: and, and that's the thing, like every, every supporting player. So you've got yeah. Winston Duke, uh, Daniel Kaluuya, like they are Forrest Whitaker, we have not
0: even talked about Forrest Whitaker. And he was pretty much saying exactly the same role he did as Saw Guerrero, which is set in the live show. He's pretty much Saw Gerrera version two in this film. Yeah. Which is basically, save the dream, fall over, <laughs> and then the big no scene. But that's, but he's, he's there just to serve a plot He boy, serves his the... narrative function very well. Yeah.
2: Um, and, and so how, if, you ha, if you would have any actor playing that part, Forrest is a, yeah, yeah. a great one to have. Yeah, he's a great one to have. But, yeah, so, okay. I'll let <laughs> you lead on this. Bit so my problem with every action movie that claims to be all about girl power, and this includes the Marvel films, is there's always a scene near the beginning where a female character is you know, um, either kidnapped or beaten down or underestimated in some way so that she can then surprise the audience by actually being able to, like, do a high kick and stuff. I can
0: tell you the exact scene which is in The Avengers, which is when black widow she's Scholarly tied, to a, is tied yeah, to a chair exactly um, <laughs> and she's completely underestimated by the people who've and it's like oh you know you expect women to be
2: weak but actually they're strong and i mean, love that from the moment they Iron are on Man screen 2?
0: happy versus golly yeah. in the boxing ring oh yeah. she's flipped him over <laughs> yeah. and, it,
2: and it, yeah. I, i'm just glad that, that we do not waste a single instant by having the female characters of this movie have to earn anyone's approval from the second that okoy and nakia are on yeah. screen they are formidable. When you meet Shuri, she is just an absolute. Joy. Even Shuri, who would expect to be a weak
0: character, she comes out fighting with the two earthquake well, she's arm six, She's a sixteen-year-old
2: <laughs> yeah. girl. You, you know, you would think as the big brother, he'd be like, you know what, yeah. like stay down, stay, stay downstairs or whatever. But um, she's the smartest character I think canonically yeah. in the in the Marvel universe oh I can't
0: wait for her and Tony Stark and Tom Holland to get into a room together to see what they're going to come up with during I mean, Infinity War uh, oh my god I, I I don't know if she's going to be in Infinity War I really really hope so just because I, well, I want have more, a and more, of, and more we have a lot of Bukanda in
2: Infinity War I know that so Okoye gonna... is in the trailer yeah um, and Letitia Wright isn't so I, I mean I yeah she's just and what I love is that you could very easily have made her the comic relief because she yeah. really is you know she and she she. what I love also is she just plays the little sister so so well with the what are those jokes? what are those <laughs> and she's just like just roasting him like he's a superhero he is the he king he is the king and she is just like your shoes are stupid you're dressing like dad you're so lame <laughs> and it's just hilarious but then also she's constantly inventing new things and she's yeah. got these amazing gun things which I didn't realise until I saw the poster are shaped like panther's yeah, um, did, you not, did you not see that when you I, did. Uh, yeah, so uh, everything about her is just marvelous, and I could go on about her all day. But I'm going to let someone else
3: speak. About. She she grounds T'Challa. That's, yes, she she she's the she's what still connects him to Wakanda, even though he's often uh, on yeah. stuff. Shiri is the is the is the person that, that that is his his connection to Wakanda. She's his, you know, she's yeah. the root of of who he is really I think that's the, that's the thing and the, the, the whole interplay between them as brother and sister works brilliantly it is that it was a really uh, heartfelt genuine feeling yeah. it, it, interaction between the two of them and, the, and like Phil's saying that the idea that, that these women are just it's, there, it's there great is, to there is have as powerful as everybody
0: else. Protagonists who don't have to go through that journey as you've said, Phil. And, and it's great for just to have role models for young well, women the, coming up now. And the can, fact
2: that because there's yeah. not just one token woman it's no. not like oh that this one woman has the burden of representation she has to be all things to all women. Yeah. There's f- four women in the main cast. So there's enough of them to be for them to be different and, and to have much, different
0: characters. I'd say they've pretty much got equal screen, uh, equal if not more screen time than um, the most of the male side characters.
2: Well yeah, because really they are. I mean, in any other movie his bodyguard uh Denai yep. would be played by a guy. Yep. Um the parental figure Angela Bassett would be played by a guy. Yeah. I mean, the love interest uh, Nakia, obviously would still be a woman cuz had to hollywood but, but she'd she'd be, she would be wouldn't, a weak woman yeah she'd, she wouldn't be just be there as a
0: love interest she wouldn't be
2: it. a spy she wouldn't be as politically savvy as she is you know she wouldn't have ha- she wouldn't be given all of the dialogue that she no. is what i liked about their love story was it was just like oh and by the way she's his ex and they're gonna have a kiss at the end but really ultimately she's just another intelligent woman basically telling her child to get his crap together
0: the only weak part i'd have is None of the female or side characters have really their own agenda,
2: but that's, that's not. I, I would say it's not because they're all in aid in in service of Chachala's plot, no. Because they are all in service of Wakanda. Yeah, and so that's that that makes it okay. And they
3: play that out. They actually, it's front and center in the story. When when you get to that point when he is defeated and it's like, what? Well, I now have to follow my king. The yeah. whole kind of traditional elements of yeah. it. But the women do give us some of the most beautiful and and brilliantly shot action sequences the whole bit in Korea Oh my god um, the wig when the I wish, wish, my <laughs>
2: my wig was snatched in that scene
3: <laughs> but just the, the the way the way she moves I and mean, I know she's she's done a lot of good work in in, in the walking dead yeah. so as, as Michonne, we already know that she can handle herself in terms yeah. of action scenes but that whole sequence in in, in Korea was just amazing the way the ho- that way you just
0: go wow. oh my god that she is doesn't just so fantastic she doesn't need a super suit she's already a superhero before yeah.
2: and then when when they go running after the bad guys and they go what about the and they just go he'll catch up like it's, they're, it's they not, are just—they're yeah. like you know what we—we we don't have time for this right yes. now. We're going to get on with it.
0: Well, you, you saw a hint of that in Civil War when you've got—is um, it Scarlett Johansson's character walks up to her oh, and, and she says, <laughs> "Move look. or you will yeah. be moved." Well, yeah. you a, you and get get a, goes, "We haven't got time for this now." Yeah. But you get, maybe in the future, you get a,
3: you get a touch of that when um, when Ross touches him in the in the bar in yeah. the casino scene, and she's like. You just you do don't, don't touch him. <laughs> yeah. That's like you know, and yeah. but and, and and it's just there. It's just there in the looks and the way the the characters carry themselves, and it's like this is just it's just so well acted, and everybody looks so just, you know, the whole costume designs and and the, the way the characters look. It, it's a, it's the most attractive Marvel film to date. You know, yeah. it's it, every inch of it is just beautiful. It's it is a it is played. It's, to perfection.
0: Yeah, I mean, even, even Martin Freeman's character, who I, I enjoyed his character, he's pretty much the new Coulson. I think it's the he, only time I've ever liked Martin Freeman in anything. Well, he he's pretty much the new Coulson. He's pretty yeah. much a side character who needs to be there to serve a part of the plot, but you don't have to have him as a main focus in the universe. He he did very well. Um, we did the whole foreshadowing. Oh, XR, X Air Force pilot. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's pretty much that's your job to do but that was great to see as well uh, um, moving on to the culture of the so we've got pretty much a concept album out of Kendrick Lamar off the back it's of, so good it's so so good I've been listening yeah. to it for the last couple of days non-stop
1: I have actually heard this one of the best <laughs> albums of the year
0: <laughs> it is great to see support for something like this because they could have just done the same as done with Guardians of the Galaxy could have gone away a mixtape yeah could, mm. done a mixtape pulled some DMX just like pick some yeah any kind of rap r&b just done that and it and it would have been fine i don't think it would have been great it would have been a fine it would have been okay it would have been fine i am excited does does this mean that movie
2: soundtrack albums are going to maybe become a thing again because i
0: I really would like them to become a thing again because this is a brilliant album which has come off the back of the movie and it's basically what they've done to kendrick Lamar. is said here go go and write a few songs and come back with and, what you've and got. I
1: think he he especially was the perfect person for it and the yeah. way that he's paid tribute to African artists and he, he hasn't just gone away and made a Kendrick Lamar album, he's gone away reflected um, and put in elements of the culture there and the sound um, in making the album and I think that that makes it stand out more as it's own thing I, just even outside of the movie.
2: Oh, I mean, you could listen to the album if you haven't seen. Well, I mean, like I guess you have kind of. Like you can listen to the <laughs> yeah. album without having seen the movie, and it's still a great work. But then when you listen to it, having seen the film, it's just like it's like a a great bonus. It, yeah.
0: yeah, Ludwig Göransson score. <laughs> Is, I was hoping you were going to move yeah, on to it's Ludwig. a great score, but it's kind of completely been overshadowed by this amazing album, that like Kendrick Lamar's Runaway. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I I I don't agree. Yeah, uh, in in terms of the film. Yeah, in terms of the film, I
3: think. Separately, yeah. people listening to the Kendrick Lamar curated album yeah. is a completely different thing. Yeah, it mm. doesn't it doesn't feature that heavily Not in the really. film yeah. itself. It's more like I on think, stereos or in the background. Yeah, there's there's a few yeah. bits and there's a song at the end. But what I've liked that, that, that with what Ludwig, Ludwig um, Granson has done is integrate the cultural sounds of Africa. Into that score because it's it, there. It's the it's the heartbeat to the film throughout. You can hear it, and and the the pop song stuff. And you, you know from yeah. from the past that I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of um, soundtrack song yeah. soundtracks because yeah. Um, I don't I don't think they, they punctuate a movie rather than propel a film. And I think a score is the one is the heartbeat to the film, and the, and the, and the soundtracks are the kind of punchy bits, uh, the, the songs. And I think the 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 score works really brilliantly in tandem. With the music, yeah. with the with the kind of um, Kendrick Lamar scored bits, because yeah. it, you know, that, it, don't forget that album is, is music from and inspired by. So some of the stuff is not even yeah. included in no. the film at all. In 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 in, in, in the it, kind of um, sense,
0: it reminded me a touch of Graceland in the fact that it was very respectful of the musical culture. It was kind of it was gone over there and done in collaboration rather than just yeah piecemeal taking bits. But
3: I think again, with with Ludovic soundtrack, he knows what what Ryan Coogler yeah. wants because he's he worked with him on on, on Fruitvale Station, and he's worked yeah. with him on Creed. Yeah. So he, you know, they're two. It's it's when you have a composer and a and a, and a filmmaker who come together and they both there's a it's, synergy it's like between Lucas Williams
0: kind. Yeah, of thing, and I think
3: yeah. I've heard that um, a lot of the score was made before they'd even seen. The shots because of the way Ryan had said, "This is the feel I want. This yeah. is the this is the emotion I want to get coming from it." And the, you know, the score was just
0: quite organic. I mean, the two bits of the score is the opening sequence where we get the history of Wakanda, mm. and the, the afterlife bits. And I think that's where the score really the lion shines. King scenes. Yeah, it, it was pretty much the lion Panther <laughs> It was the Panther King scenes, basically, yeah. <laughs> to call it that. But it's kind of like you get the feel of the history and going back in time because you see. As I said, it's not just T'Chanka. You get to see many iterations of the well, previous. You, well, yeah, Killmonger right. gets to talk to his father. Yeah, uh, which was well. weird because you think he'd go back and speak to Tachanka if the way that the way the way they've done it because it's a generational thing and it's a passed down lineage. And it's
2: the Panther. Yeah. So you would think he would be talking to the last Panther who was T'Challa's father. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, there are there, were, been, there yeah. were a few. Okay, so here's okay. I'm just kind of bringing this up. There's maybe like. W- that's one tiny, I would say, tiny, tiny not flaw. A plot hole. Maybe <laughs> yeah. just like a little, a little like loose thread. or something. yeah. Um, and another thing that my friend brought up when we were talking about it the other day is, if T'Challa becomes the Black Panther immediately following his father's death, at what point did he drink the pu- purple flower when he was in Germany?
0: Well, no, because what's happened is T'Challa's taken on the mantle of the Black Panther while his father's been king. So he didn't have the superpowers when no, he, he was had, in... No, he had the superpowers in Civil War because he is being the Black Panther. Because T'Challa... Uh, T'Chanka's too old to be the Black Panther. T'Chanka's now the diplomat and he's passed the role on to his son of Black Panther. Right. But he's not king. But it's basically yeah. it's, it's a royal. So you, you, you can be was
2: that, was that in the film,
3: and I just and I wasn't paying
2: the, attention. In the comics, you can be
0: Black Panther not, without being the king. It's not the clearly king, explained
3: yeah. in in the, in the film. It, yeah. It's kind of there that that you can have ki- the king of Wakanda and the Black Panther, right. and they're not necessarily well, it's the traditionally same traditionally
0: the title goes with the yeah. with the royal family. So it's a royal family lineage to be the Black Panther. It doesn't mean you're king, it could be your prince. Right, right, gotcha. Or it could be your princess, which I'd quite like to see in the future. That's what we all want.
3: Well, I mean, yeah, if we we harken back to the the comics bit, then Shiri has been... Black yeah. Panther, and, yeah. and worn the suit. And, you know, like you said, there's, there's multiple suits there. Yeah. There's the kind of not-so-flashy
2: one. It's Chekhov's <laughs> panther suit, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that was well, the... Um, that
0: was nicely Kilgore going for the ultimate flash suit as well. He like had the, the <laughs> black, and, black and gold. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, and the, and and the, the slight, that, slight
3: deviation that it was yeah. almost more uh, leopard yeah. than panther. But that so, fitted yeah. his
0: character so well of... yeah. I'm gonna go for the Flash. when we see him in the well scene. he's got gold teeth in the film yeah. as well well mm. when he walks into the museum start oh. with a big fur coat it's like it
2: it's i mean he's I, if if that is not in every window of every high street <laughs> store you yeah. know that that Borg denim jacket those like low riding black yeah. jeans and those tims and because uh, i would that wear I would, I would wear yeah oh, that the, hair all... yeah. oh the, the dreads are just
0: <laughs> everything about him is just it's perfect, but it's ostentatious as well because. As you can imagine if he's been a deep field opera for a long time. He's probably never been able to wear this stuff, except maybe yeah. he's gone rogue. And so now he's just like he's being glorying so in it. <laughs> <laughs> he's glorying in it. But looking towards the future, to wrap this up, I think this is probably going to have the biggest impact of all the Marvel films, except for possibly Infinity War, because we're going to see. We are going to see a few deaths of characters. I think we've Infinity going to see 10 a... years.
2: It's going to be a sort of. um a a clearing of the table isn't it and and starting afresh
0: for phase two but this is blatantly going to become a franchise there's no way they're not going to go back now and we're not going to we're going to see Black Panther 2 Black Panther 3 well from
2: a financial perspective uh, I am just so so happy that this film has proven that a movie that is created by and starring black people that centres women can do Amazingly, at the box office. So it's not just yeah. within the Marvel universe we're going to get more of the films. Just in Hollywood, I want more films like this.
0: I mean, it's been said it's the first black superhero movie, which is a bit of misnomer because, as we've mentioned, we've had Blade before, we've had Catwoman. It's not yeah. the first. It's the first Marvel cinematic it's first, universe. It's the first movie that's had a budget of this size to be able and to tell the story properly.
2: The the marketing and the studio yeah. all behind it and it's just an it's, it is a it's a phenomenon. It's yeah, a, it's a it's but, just
0: yeah. I mean everybody was worried that the only audience who would go and watch this is Marvel people, Marvel Cinematic Universe fanboys, people who watched all the other films and they thought they didn't really have a sort of audience. So it's great to see that yeah. there is a normal audience that will still go and see this film because that was the other joy of this film. You can go in and watch it without having to watch the rest of the Marvel Universe movies.
2: That's that is something I loved about it. Is that Wakanda is this world that's separate from the constant New York of, of the Marvel yeah. films. It's just and apart from like you say, yeah. There's this the, the very brief flashback at the beginning and the post credit sequence. Other than that, it is entirely self contained.
3: Yeah, I think it's it's what Marvel are doing well, and hopefully they'll continue to do as they go forward. Is bringing in directors and giving them the freedom to create movies i mean, that they they kind of want from what, taika
2: Waititi as well yeah, yeah. come on th- 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 these they're just proving that this is what works
0: um, from right. what i've heard the way kevin fage does it is the movie's going to start at this point this is going to have happened before the movie and the movie needs to end at this mm. point because this is what follows the movie so it needs to start here it needs to end here the middle that's your domain and I think that's a brilliant way to do it. So you'll probably go in and say, "Here's the entire history of the character. Here's the entire history of all the side characters." You go away. You make the film that best fits yeah. the start yeah. and end. Well,
3: both both Taika and and uh, Ryan Coogler are not died in the wall. No, know everything about the the, no, the characters Taker and Wikiki's stuff.
0: pretty much the the best indie director ever. With stuff like. Um, what We Do in the Shadows, mm. uh, Eagle vs. Shark, they're complete indie films with yeah. and not
2: much budget at all. And you would think maybe, oh, will that indie sensibility translate to a summer blockbuster? But it absolutely
0: did. But what it, what it does, it gives these directors who have been... I yeah. said, Creed's not really an indie film, but it still feels it's got an indie feel to it.
3: <sighs> yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, Creed, you know, it is it's like almost a, an indie film, but it's just because t- it's, it's tied to yeah, the Rocky franchise, which is kind of... Um, it's a small
0: film, though. Yeah, Yeah. And you can say these small... What what's the best part about this is with smaller film directors mm. they know how to say characterisation is what needs to lead your film yeah. you don't rely on the big explosion and yeah. we've seen that in Justice League because they threw so much CGI at your face <laughs> oh. with a visualisation <laughs> and they think they can still get away with this 15 year ago superhero movie of just if you entertain the eyes you the audience won't care mm. Yeah. That they'll just go and watch it. It's yeah. a dumb popcorn flip. Overwhelmed by spectacle. Overwhelmed by spectacle. That is a perfect summit of and what Marvel has learnt is you can give the spectacle but people for to remember movies and to continue to be buying into the franchise, they want stories along with it.
3: Well it's that it's the age old adage of of we connect with the characters. We yeah. we need we need people on screen to identify with and I think that's 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 a big reason why Black Panther has been so phenomenally successful is it's the, the first time in a, in a long time in a big blockbuster movie a huge proportion of the American cinema going audience have got characters they can go yeah. that is me, that is, that, is the, that is the character and you know it's why Black Panther as a comics character became yeah. so popular is it was, it was introducing for, you know, for the first time characters that people could um, identify um, with um, and recognise themselves in.
0: And he's born out of counterculture. Yeah. the character itself if it, it, it fell on that wave of counterculture I mean the best way to describe the film it's a show not tell movie because most of the performances and the nuances is, is unspoken but the way it's been delivered, the cinematography the sound, it all builds up to give you this entire backstory of a country that nobody knew existed unless you've ever read the comics But it feels as phil said it's a real place you can feel it's had history you can feel it's gone through multiple iterations different versions and it feels like as you said it's grounded it's a real place that you can go and live in
2: i would say wakanda felt more real after two hours than westeros did after six seasons (laughs) yeah (laughs) but to
0: sum up the movie what would be your one thing to say to the audience Uh, If you haven't seen it already,
2: Callan, um, (laughs) it's just—I mean, what I love is this is the number of people I've I've seen talking about it who are on their second or third viewing of it. So it's just if you're if you're if if you're not a Marvel fan, there's there's going to be so much here for you. Um, Yeah, there's there's
0: Rhino's in armor for a start. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. Yeah, I I
2: would just say um, if you have um, a little girl, take her to see it,
3: and, and she'll love it, and she'll thank you for it.
0: And she won a Shuri doll for the Disney shop.
3: Oh yeah, oh that, yeah. That, that I'm just thinking now <laughs> that um, over the, over the years I've had to buy a few of these kind of um, quite large dolls. But yeah. Shuri in the kind of like the, the traditional costume. Oh, <laughs> a, oh, what a magnificent doll! This corset's uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 getting this move, thing moving right along. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think I might be investing in a few uh, action <laughs> figures uh, for that. But Keith, does something for yourself? Um, I just think it's probably. One of the most uh, culturally significant movies we've had in a long time. That that that's that's being seen by a very broad audience. Um, you know, I can remember back in the day seeing "Do the Right Thing" or whatever it is that that um, was was coming out. But they were they were yeah. small. They were fairly small cult uh, films. And I think this is hopefully the film that will continue the. Um, Approach that, or the, the the world view that we've been seeing over over the past few years. Um, you know, we've talked about in the past. Um, Jordan Peele giving us uh, get out, yeah, kind of this time Still last a year, brilliant, brilliant film, stuff. yeah, uh, and the, the, just like more voices, more cultural re- relevant um, content, and the idea of that kind of like just busting um, convention, doing yeah. doing something that hasn't been done before
0: just because just for just because i mean it's something we've all seen before we've all seen car chases we've all seen um, hero versus villain we've all seen this whole story of um arrogant prince gets thrust into mm. a role that he's not ready for it's all bit, most of the plot if you think about it has been repeated again and again and again in oh, different the, movies the the plot like the plot is a by oh, the... token, like the, the sort of the mechanisms of the plot are all familiar.
2: But yeah. what's so fresh about it is, I think, well, A, you've got, you know, just an amazing cast, an amazing, like, diverse cast and creative team. Um, but also it is like the, the the themes that lie under that are yeah. so different to anything we've seen before. Yeah.
3: And I think Marvel have still got places to go with it. They, yeah. They've made inroads into that. And there's, there's still places to go to reflect the world and the cultures we live in. And I think Marvel have got a, a, enough of a plethora of characters and scenarios that we can still go other places uh, and, and do more and get bolder and get more kind of, um, you know, like like T'Challa says at the very end, which I've found out from hearing an interview with Ryan Coogler is actually an African proverb of that build bridges, mm-hmm. not barriers. And, and I hope that's something that the kind of the Marvel cinematic universe is pushing towards this pushing the idea of a world where we are together and bonded and we are reaching out to each other to connect um rather than kind of isolating ourselves and building walls and building kind of you know making ourselves isolated so i kind of like i want to yeah. see more of that
0: i mean something for me we forget marvel studios has only been around 10 years to start off, which is frankly ridiculous when you think about it's the age. Long years but when you cry. think about the age of like <laughs> MGM and Paramount and 20th Century Fox and and these are studios we everybody knows, but it's everybody's childhood and people have all grown up with that. Where Marvel, even though it's part of Disney, I think it seems to be run as it's completely its own little enterprise, Marvel Studios, and I'm, I'm really glad. But I applaud Kevin Feige for one having the balls to just say, "Here's a film, go and do it." because i can imagine a lot of big studio execs would never give that amount of creative control. Or well, the number to a director. Of, I, I mean
2: we only got a female led superhero film superhero film this time last year
0: with yeah. wonder woman, you yeah. know. But um, if you look at the rest of DC where they've meddled with it, suicide squad, batman versus superman, that's all been meddled with by the studio and ruined from the background of it. Yeah. Whereas uh, yeah. Marvel just say here's a film, here's your budget. You know where it starts, you know where it ends. Your job is to build the universe in the middle of it and we'll provide support. And the way it feels like it's been structured is we're here to support you through this film. You've got as much money as you need. You can go into UCGR. You know, here's all our backstory, all the information you need. And you can go out and you can get these big names. Because I've imagined people like Forrest Whitaker don't come cheap. Well, Angela Bassett, yeah. Yeah. It's like 200 million budget on pretty much a director who's had two previous movies. Yeah. Yeah, Chadwick Boseman, who's not really been a big name. He's well, he's
2: he's made his name playing very earnest, uh, sort of historical figures from Black history. You know, he was in Selma. Um, Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he 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 was sort of a good like stable presence for the the main. But if you think
0: if this film had been made fifteen years ago, it would have had probably a quarter of the budget and not very much support from a big motion studio. Yeah. I, I... If you put it in the same period as say X Men X Two. Oh, yeah. I mean
2: I will say it's long overdue, but it was worth the wait.
0: Yeah. And one of the most beautiful things that have come out of this movie, uh Marvel has committed funding to a STEM college and science technology entertainment mathematics college to engineering engineering <laughs> entertainment entertainment <laughs> it is entertainment too but it's great to hear they're building a stem center in oakland off the back of this film which was pretty much the the summary of the movie when you have t'challa and shuri saying this is how we're gonna pay back
2: i mean i think it's great also one, one of the things that um we touched on obviously that we loved about shuri is it's um it's great to see a young girl be the stem character yeah who who is completely immersed in science and technology you know mm-hmm. um and i mean yeah if if Wright Wright is going to be you know doing teaching classes at that stem center i want to go
1: <laughs> i mean I, I think that's fantastic as well just sort yeah. of giving back to the community and a way of helping
0: and that's the thing i mean marvel there's no obligation to do this at all no but it's great to hear them Supporting the background of the film, I think it's one of those things
3: that they've been quite visible of doing uh, over the course of their their ten years of of actually doing some very important community engagement work off the back of it.
0: And as your daughter, Keith, it's not our problem, but it's our job to fix it. What
3: was it? Oh, it's um, it's not not my fault. It's not my my fault. But it is my problem. But it is my problem. Sorry. I think I think that's a very relevant um thing of like. Yeah, you know, th- th- things happened in the past yeah. that we didn't direct directly influence, yeah. but we have to be dealing with the repercussions of that in, yeah. a, in a in a sensible uh, and profound manner. And, and the message of the
0: whole film is conciliation and collaboration, not anger, which is yeah. a brilliant yeah. thing for us to finish on. Yeah, thank you for joining me, gentlemen. I've enjoyed collaborating (laughs) with you. (laughs) It's been
2: a (laughs) conciliarity.
0: Phil, where can we find you online?
2: Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Philip underscore Ellis. That's Philip with one L and Ellis with two.
0: Keith, where can we find you online?
3: Uh, on Twitter on hard luck underscore hotel and without the underscore pretty much everywhere else and fi- trying to figure out when I can next uh, go and see Black Panther and hit and retweet on anything with Wakanda forever really. well, oh, <laughs> yeah well that I mean we haven't even touched on on the kind of the fallout yeah. the online love for this yeah. film yes. I mean um just, just to, an, an an added thing is that I I follow a lot of comic book artists and people who are influenced and and adore comic book stuff. But uh, there's a whole tsunami of artists putting out illustrations of the characters from the film. Uh, with the it's kind of beautiful hashtag yeah. of, of Wakanda Forever, and I want I want them collected into a gorgeous three hundred page plus coffee table extravaganza because don't it tell, just looks magnificent. Don't tell them that because they'll charge a fortune. For it they originally. could. I would. I would. As long as the artists were being paid well, yeah. I would quite happily slap down thirty forty quid for a, a, a well, Wakanda Forever yeah. um, slipcased, beautifully bound piece of art um but yeah so if you're if you checking them out online um just have a follow of some of these artists and then give them a follow because there's, there's a lot yeah. there's an awful lot of, of uh female artists out there as well who are just kind of putting out such yeah. magnificent work uh and it you know
0: if we can support all of these people it would just be fantastic mm-hmm. callum thank you for putting us uh, up with us and spoiling the movie from start to finish you haven't uh, told
1: it that much for me
0: i don't think there's much love to the plot that we didn't touch on but but that really doesn't matter. Just go no. in and and just be visually blown soak away. it in. Have, have we convinced you this is a film you need to see?
1: Yes, I mean, I go going into it when I first heard about it, it was a movie I wanted to see. Now it's a movie I feel like I need to see, and I feel like because it's not just another sort of M, uh, it's not just another MCU. It's not a by, num, by the by numbers no, yeah. superhero movie. Yeah. 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 Um, so because of that, I think it's. It holds more weight. Just seeing the, uh, just seeing like the reaction to it. You guys talking about it, as, as you say, Keith. The reaction on Twitter, how people have engaged with the movie. I think it's 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 definitely more important than that.
0: And we um, got Kendrick Lamar.
1: Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> if if all movies that come out like that, uh, if well, if all upcoming Marvel movies come out like that
0: with a great soundtrack
1: great soundtrack album great message what more can we want what more can you ask for Um, as you say people fed up with constant explosions over the top action and origin stories huh
0: and origin stories
1: oh yes ugh no more origin stories
0: thank you where can we find you online
1: Uh, you can find me on twitter at d-a-y-n-e-s radio all one word um, d-a-y-n-e-s underscore radio on instagram uh, what about you, Ryan?
0: Thank you for coming. You can find me at Ryan Parrish, which is my personal Twitter. But you can find us all usually at Brum Radio, Saturdays at noon for the live show. Uh, podcast, as you've probably been aware, is on your most favourite podcast service where you've found this beautiful piece of work. Please leave us a rating, a review. Yeah. Really does help people find us. Yes, and, and- if you've enjoyed it, just drop us a tweet or drop us an email to hello at Brummy. And uh, dot com or find us on Facebook, you can find us on Instagram. Find us on YouTube. YouTube, yeah, where we go to events and have lots of fun. And
1: uh, geekybrummy.com.
0: Yes, geekybrummy.com where you can find yeah. beautiful articles. And pretty much that's it. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for listening to this bonus episode. It's been a little bit of a Tonal shift, I'd say, to our usual podcast. I feel like I'm on NPR. I feel like, this is, yeah, <laughs> we've been very um, here in my turtleneck, so
1: very sobering, very yeah. serious.
0: But if you want to hear all four of us and more being idiots, <laughs> which we normally <laughs> are, don't forget to join the usual episodes. But that's pretty much it for today. Thanks, bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye, Wakanda forever.